independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. First, it was transitory, right? Then it had peaked. Heard that one from the old president. Now, well, it's not if, but uh, but when shall thy recession arrive? The Federal Reserve is in this situation where some believe they began acting too late. They misjudged it and thought inflation was going to be temporary. It is not. It's deeply entrenched in the economy. They're hiking rates very likely later this month, and they'll continue to do that. And now it becomes, in most of the CEO and analyst surveys of economists, not a matter of if, but when there will be a recession and how severe. Yeah, because nobody really knows. All recessions are different. There's a great piece in the Wall Street Journal last week about it. it talks about this. I'm going to keep it simple, stupid, even more simple, stupid than they did, which is simple, simple. Normally, to get to a place where it's really, where people are feeling, feeling it, is what? GDP shrinking, unemployment rising. It's not that way. On the one hand, you have robust jobs growth. You have the addition, the continual creation of jobs, historically low unemployment at 3.6%, not an all-time low, but near those records. And on the other hand, you have these 40-year highs in the rise of inflation, 9.1%. Yeah, it's weird. It's a weird, weird time. This is not your everyday run-of-the-mill recession. We've seen lots of those. Many of us who are, you know, I'm 51. I've been through a few in my lifetime as kids, you know, going through as young adults and even into adulthood uh, where you're you're entrenched as an adult, right? You're not, you're like 18. You're like technically an adult, but, uh, you know, uh, it's, it's not the same. And the other side of it is, too, and it's one of the things they've talked about is retiring baby boomers, especially ramped up because of covid they said well you know screw it i'm just not going to go back to work you've got a gig economy where a lot of people are just like eh, i'm not going to go back to work in that fashion right so i'll i'll, I'll parse together bits and pieces to make up for what i lost uh or or what i could be making at a regular job that's that's one side of it and the other side of it is it employers can't find people Right. Even when times are good after, you know, when, 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 you know, running up to, uh, you know, the COVID-19, then, then afterwards, even when it was like we weren't talking the word recession, the reality simply was is they couldn't find people. We've got money in the bank and they've got huge money in the bank. Over $4 trillion major corporations do across the, 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 the country. So what are they going to do with it? They might eat some of it for a while. They might say, you know what, rather than fire a bunch of people, Mm. we're just going to continue to muddle through here and see how it goes for a while without canning a bunch of people because we had a tough time finding these people. God knows we can't have have a situation where, uh, you know, we start to take off again, and now I can't find anybody. So, you know what? We might eat this for a while and see how that goes. It's a weird thing because the other side of it is consumer confidence. Man, people aren't confident. Heard somebody last week utter the best line about all this is, when do you think there's a recession? When you start worrying about your job. Oddly enough, consumer confidence, if you look at it, weird though, when I talk to people, are they worried about their job? Not today, but in the future, yes, a little bit, like towards the end of, uh, you know, through summer, and really when we get towards the fall, they'll start worrying about their job a lot more. The one thing is that when I talk to a lot of people, you know what they are worried about? They're worried about other people's jobs. 
That's what they're worried about. It's an odd time. When do you know you're in a recession? Well, when you're in a recession. They're going to raise rates later on this week. I mean, later on this month. There's no doubt about that. Uh, they hemmed and hawed. They dilly-dallied for too long. And yet here we are. Again, talking about a recession. Always look at the consumer confidence. If you believe that you are in a potential to lose your job, hmm, then guess what, kids? You're, you're, you're probably in that recession. I'm not talking about people who are doom and gloom, right? The people like the, the, it's sunshine on, on the day and, and everything's great and the world's going in, in the right direction. There are people out there who always feel like they're going to lose their gig. In radio, I know that, always. It's like, dude, they just gave me a raise. Oh, they're going to fire you first. <laughs> it's the way it's always been. But the average person, yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing. There's those people out there. But the reality is, most people, are they worried? I don't think yet in that. They're worried about where we're going, but it's uncharted territory. Not all of them are the same. And this is uncharted territory. It's the economy, stupid. Inflation. We can't sustain this. A lot of economists will tell you we can't get inflation and everything under control until we have a massive amount of job loss, meaning people can no longer afford it. But a lot of people put some money away for a while. And they've been living off that. Again, gig economy has been a huge thing. Retiring of baby boomers. And some of them going back to work. They're retired, but they're doing something they want to do now. So there's a lot of little things to play in. This is not the same. This I don't think this is going to be 2008 where you're going to see massive foreclosures. And last week I know it was reported, well, foreclosures are up. Yes, but that is now counting in all the foreclosures that they couldn't count or couldn't get through because of COVID and all the restrictions. So don't read too much into that. My worry for this as far as issues go, as far as debt, is credit card debt. Go look at credit card debt because the rates, as they continue to rise, guess what happens? Your credit card takes a massive hit. That, to me, is going to be a big issue. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson shows your Twitter. Tweet at us, text the program. Uh, last week, uh, Biden cruised on over and uh, saw MBS. All right, so he is the, uh, basically, he's the all-everything. He's the prime minister. He's the head of the defense. I mean, he's the economic guy. I mean, he is the, 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 the person that is running Saudi Arabia, and of course, with Khashoggi, the journalist that was killed, Biden wanted to make them a pariah. So they meet. What's the first thing they did? They fist bumped. I don't know if that was set up. I don't know what, what that was all about. Awkward, to say the least. Uh, but they did that, and people were talking about said fist bump. Yes. You're coming under a lot of fire for your fist bump with the crown prince. Why? <laughs> I just wanted to give you a chance to respond to that. But also, how can you be sure that another incident, another murder like Jamal Khashoggi's won't happen again? God love you. What a silly question. How could I possibly be sure of any of that? Uh, I agree 110%. What a silly question. Uh, how in God's name could he be sure of any of those things? Hey, could you uh, guarantee us uh, that you... Uh, 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 that, that, that there is no, uh, no way that they're going to kill again like that. Could you guarantee that, that their human rights are going to get better? Can you guarantee that? Is, is there a possibility where you can guarantee such things? No. Who are you? Why are you here asking a stupid question like that? That's the thing that became the big talking point. That was it. The big talking point was that. Remember, pariah. 
He wanted to make them a pariah. He talked about making them pariah. He said that was his goal, was to make them the pariah of the world. Well, since then, uh, Putin said, hold my vodka, and went and did their thing. Asked if he regretted it. Do you regret calling nah. uh, Saudis a pariah? I don't regret and- anything I said. Did Do the you real- still feel that way, though, Mr. President? I just answered your question. Do I regret it? I don't regret anything that I said. What happened to Khashoggi was outrageous. Yeah, we can all agree with that. We can all agree with that. Was it mentioned? That's the big thing. Was was he going to mention it? Wasn't he going to mention it? Why is this important? Simply this. Iran says they now can enrich to 60%. That they can make a nuclear weapon. That they can do it. They reported yesterday and last night that they will do anything to defend their kingdom and their, you know, the, the, their homeland and that they can make a nuclear weapon, but have yet to decide they're going to make one. If they're going to make one, they're absolutely going to make one. They, they, they don't know if they will, but they have the need, the means to do it now. They're absolutely going to do it because that's what they've been aiming for the whole time. So why this became even bigger is the fact that Saudi Arabia, America, Israel, we all understand this cannot be a situation here where you have a nuclear power that is also a state sponsor of terror and would like to wipe off not just Israel, but also Saudi Arabia from the map. You were in the room. Did President Biden raise Jamal Khashoggi by name? At the beginning during the reception, the president mentioned that this was an issue. Uh, he mentioned that he took Saudi Arabia's assurances at face value. His Royal Highness, the Crown Prince, explained to him that this was a tragedy for Saudi Arabia and that those who are responsible for it uh, have been investigated and faced law and are, are now paying the price for the crime that was committed. So was it your impression, Minister, that President Biden accepted your explanation for the murder of Jamal Khashoggi? I believe so. Yeah, I believe so. What else are you going to say? You know what his answer is going to be. We didn't do it. We found the people who did. We uh, we took care of them. Uh, nothing to see here anymore. Uh, the reality is, is we know what took place. We know how it took place. Uh, but there are bigger issues at this moment in time. It is horrific what happened to Khashoggi. But what potentially could be horrific is a nuclear-armed Iran, friends with Russia, China, North Korea, that cannot happen happen i cannot an unstable middle east you think gas prices are bad now 323-538-2423 at chad benson show is your twitter a story of murder and intrigue this is uh if you were going to do a a a like one of those dateline shows you know one of those murder mysteries where you you know this this one here would have taken the cake but it's more of a white trashy version of it yeah, when you guys hear the story, you're going to scratch your head and say, play that for me again, because it is spectacular. And you can't leave out the little thing they trying to try to throw away in the midst of it. You can't, because that's the only thing that matters in how this person arrived at said situation where they had to get into an argument. Oh, my Lord, it is a, it's a story for the ages, I'll tell you that. Eden Pure, 
best thing around. Now, today I don't really need the smell of the thunderstorm because we had a microburst at our house last night. I'll tell you guys about that in a little bit. But, man, the thunderstorm, the actually leave two thunderstorm, you get that little smell. It is incredible. Even Jack, so Jack, who who my son's out here for the next month or so, he we picked him up yesterday and he came out here and he's like, wow, the house smells great. I'm like, yeah, Eden Pure. Eden Pure. He's like, what? There's all those little things plugged in the wall. Well, you know, kid, and then he wanders off. Uh, uh, just amazing. Right now, uh, you're going to save big, $200 savings. Go to EdenPureDeals.com. Use code CHAT3. doesn't mask the smell. These amazing air purifiers eliminate the smell you don't have to buy any filters you don't have to mess with any of that stuff you just plug it in and let it go get yours now get free shipping and save two hundred dollars on a three-pack you can put it anywhere in your house it'll make your house smell delicious edenpuredeals.com code chad three edenpuredeals.com code chad three the best air purifiers around period case closed end of story edenpuredeals.com code chad three chad benson show Me too. Hashtag immigration reforms. Hashtag help. I'm trapped in a hashtag factory and I can't get out. The Chad Benson Show. We're getting several calls from John Scanny, possibly active shooter at the Greenwood Park Mall, several subjects, possibly AK 47. Yep. Suspects, mall shooting. You've heard it over and over again. What happened? I mean, they they were ready. Right here it is. Busy mall Sunday. Guy's rolling in. He's loaded for bear. He starts popping away. Let's go ahead and declare this a mass casualty. Declare it a mass casualty. Eh, not so fast, because you see, uh, he showed up with a gun, but uh, he wasn't the only one at the mall with a gun. As the call went out over police radios in Greenwood, Indiana, it sounded so similar to what has unfolded in many other American towns. Possibly active shooter at the Greenwood Park Mall. That audio from Broadcastify. As police arrived, they found out this one was like the others. A shooter walking in with a rifle and opening fire inside of a food court, his victims going down. But this one quickly ended differently because of an armed civilian who drew and fired, killing the shooter as he was committing mass murder. Greenwood Police Chief Jim Ison. One good Samaritan who shot the person. Police say he likely saved many lives. Yep. So apparently the guy had a uh, uh, several magazines with him that were fully loaded. He still managed to kill uh, a couple people. Managed to shoot four, I think, in total, including a young lady who's in stable condition. And in doing so, uh, there was a guy at the food court. From what I understand, he's like 22 years old, has the right to carry a gun, and he did not hesitate. The real hero of the day is the the citizen that was lawfully carrying a firearm in that food court and was able to stop the shooter uh, almost as soon as he began. Yeah. But we would probably be talking about that would have been the lead story today. And you won't hear much on the establishment media because it goes against any narrative out there. But, you know, guns, uh, this guy put a guy down. You hear it a thousand times over. And we're going to talk about it in a minute because the Uvalde thing, the, the, now that the preliminary report is done, the, the epic failure is it is mind boggling. It really is. The failure of several agencies 
is just wow. But it's that old thing. How do you stop a bad guy with a weapon? At the end of the day, it's a good guy with a weapon. That's it. Somebody go into the mall last night, do a little shopping, to have a little snack, just happened to be there, and in doing so, didn't hesitate. Didn't hesitate. Because based on the fact that certain parts of the country, people still go to malls, and that this guy had enough ammo to definitely do uh, that kind of damage that you that you sit there and think, how many could he have killed? Could he have killed dozens? It's possible. Could he have killed more based on what they're saying he had with him? Absolutely. But he was put down. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Oh, my Lord. The story of stories. I'm going to pay this one off for you guys next. It is a murder mystery uh, that involves a mythical but maybe real creature. I'm not lying. I'm not lying. Talk about that straight ahead. Chad Benson Show. The Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Uvalde, uh, epic fail would be an understatement. Uh, I don't even know how to describe how bad the report is. But it is it is an ugly report, and this is just the preliminary report. New body cam video showing officers initially responding to calls of shots fired at Robb Elementary School. The camera worn by police officer Eduardo Canales shows him and others arriving minutes after the gunman got inside the adjoining classrooms where 19 students and two teachers were killed. The video released by the mayor of Uvalde the same day a scathing new report was published, which found officers took a lackadaisical approach with egregiously poor decision making and no clear leadership among the 376 officers who responded. 376 officers. 376 officers. And this is damning. 376 officers there. And what are you guys doing? Just curious. Just curious. Squeezed off over 100 rounds in the first minutes. Kids were dying still. Still alive. Chances to save them. Now, last week, we criticized uh, one of the officers for checking his phone. That was our bad. 
Now there were more than one that did it, but one that a lot of brought a lot of attention to everybody, including you know not including the guy who came over and gets his hand sanitizer. But uh, his wife was one of the first ones shot, and she was in the hospital, uh, and he was trying to find out updates, which of course he was still there. So we're going to give that guy a pass. Everybody else, three seventy five. <laughs> minus the guy who wanted to go in because his kids were in there and the cops took away his gun and all of his stuff and then sent him home. So we're down to two. So 374 of the 376. Are you kidding me? My goodness me. If you know, and the training and standards we set for officers is if you know there's active shooting, active killing going on or somebody is dying, the standard is you have to continue to do something to stop that killing or stop that dying. That's one of the Republican Congress people there just absolutely beyond pissed, scathing indictment of the entire scene, what took place. The report says if you're not willing to put the lives of the people you serve, of those children before you are own, in my view... You should find another job. Yeah. Yeah. I think everybody, they go on to talk about the fact that, hey, there is the protocol is simply this. Go at that point in time. So somebody did go. This right here is just, are you kidding me? Would you hear how the person went who ordered said person to go? I think it makes it even worse. I really do. I sit there and I think to myself, wait a minute. He got orders from where? The officers that breached that classroom weren't even local police. They were actually Border Patrol agents assigned to a special unit called BORTAC. The order did not come from Chief Pete Arredondo. Instead, they got the go-ahead from their superiors in Washington, D.C. As of right now, we do not know if charges will be filed against anyone that responded to the shooting on that day. But we do know the mayor has told us that he has ordered an internal investigation of his own police department. You, who were there on the scene with your department in your state, so it's your state, You've got your department. It's your city, and you have your department. And who takes this guy out? One of the Border Patrol agents. On orders from somebody in D.C., not on the ground. My God, failure. 376. People. We talk about that guy last night at the food court having a snack, right? Probably going on. We got a hot dog on a stick. Whatever they make at the mall, maybe an Orange Julius. I don't even know. He's ringing any bells with anybody? <laughs> they still have those? Having a Sabaros? <laughs> I don't even know what's at the mall anymore. <laughs> right? Sitting there. Right? It's gone over. Just went did a little shop. Got his Spencer's gifts. Right? Got the Who Farted t-shirt. Besides, hey, I'm going to sit down and have a little Panda Express at the mall. Guy comes in, starts shooting. He's got a gun, shoots him dead. These guys let the kids die. Yeah. 
And as we we continue to hammer the Uvalde police, let's remember there were several agencies statewide that were on the scene that were also complicit and 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 failed. Just a joke. Three two three five three eight twenty four twenty three at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter tweet at us text the program. I don't know. Like, if you're going to talk about, and I'm going to pay this off for you guys, all right? I want you guys to understand something. You watch those shows like the the Dateline, right? And you got the guy that talks like this. But did he do it? This is Dateline, but if it was set probably somewhere in a trailer park. <laughs> right? Like, that's that's kind of what this is. A couple guys going to do some fishing. Just a good old country boy. A father and grandfather now gone after a noodling trip with a friend. Now, if you don't know what noodling is, I'm going to tell you guys what noodling is. Spectacular. So you go out and you wade into a river or lake. Inside the river or lake are giant catfish, and they go inside these holes, and you reach your hand Deep inside the holes, all the way down to your shoulder, almost to where you're, you know, you're, you're, you could even be underwater at times. And you grab a hold of that, 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 that catfish in its mouth and it's biting you and you just pull it on out. And that's called noodling. Right? So, so we're setting you up here. Guy going fishing, noodling with his buddy. The OSBI says on Saturday, Larry Sanders and Jimmy Knighton headed to the South Canadian River to catch catfish with their hands. But later things would go awry. They did. They went south. Uh, they were very south very fast. So going on a noodling trip with his buddy. I'm not saying there was alcohol involved, but I'm probably thinking there was alcohol involved. That's all I'm saying. So what happened? Well, this is where it takes a twist. Again, just like they would on Dateline. He believed that Mr. Knighton um, had, had basically tricked him into to being out there. So he tricked his pal on coming out. He's like, hey, pal, come on out with me. We're going to go noodling. And that guy's like, that sounds great. I like noodling. So they're going out. They got their supplies. They're ready for the noodle trip. This is when it starts to get weird. That's when agents say Sanders, quote, discovered Jimmy intended to feed him to Sasquatch or Bigfoot. Excuse and me? that he, quote, believed Jimmy was trying to get away from him so that the Sasquatch could eat Larry. Excuse me? <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought you said that you intended to feed your friend the Sasquatch or Bigfoot, which 10, I've never seen them in the same room together. So I'm assuming they kind of know each other. That's what I'm assuming. I got to hear that again, because I thought you said that. That's when agents say Sanders, quote, discovered Jimmy intended to feed him to Sasquatch or Bigfoot. And that he, quote, believed Jimmy was trying to get away from him so that the Sasquatch could eat Larry. <laughs> now, you should be laughing, right? Because this person's dead. But he took his friend out there. To feed him to Sasquatch and or Bigfoot, whoever shows up first gets him. But the tables got turned, right? The tables got, like, the tables were here, the tables turned, turned the whole table, just flipped it right over. Oh, my God. 
Records say the two, quote, fought on the ground for roughly an hour. He reported striking him multiple times and then also strangling him. An hour they fought. I don't know if you've fought for an hour. I don't know if you fought for three or four minutes. That's a long time. 36 minutes is like what they do at if it goes 12 rounds in boxing. These people were fighting for their life. What if Bigfoot did show up right then? He's like, I think I'm going to eat them both. <laughs> I just, it is shocking. Now, two things here. Either this dude planned just to kill his pal and he came up with something, or he really did believe that there was Bigfoot out there. Couple things come to my mind. First of all, I don't think Bigfoot eats people. <laughs> it's never been real. I don't think we're on the menu. There's animals out there eat us. We'll talk about that later. We got a little nature mess you up segment. If you're missing the show, make sure you grab the podcast. Secondly, if you know Bigfoot's out there and you think to yourself, I know he eats people, but I really want a noodle. Like that seems like a risk you wouldn't want to take, right? I think so. Maybe I'm wrong. And this is something else that came to mind. Let's just say none of that was true. Then the mastermind of this, who was the guy who ended up killing his friend because he said his friend was going to kill him feeding Bigfoot, he came up with the idea. Well, we've here in Oklahoma, we've got the number one, uh, we've got the most sightings of Bigfoot anywhere, right? So why not? I'll come up with that. I, he tried to kill me. He was going to say Just like he, he watched Jurassic Park the other night, and they brought out the, the goat. To try to get T-Rex to show up. He was going to use me like that. Was that old joke? Bears coming. Two people are there. Jimmy looks over and says, why are you putting on your shoes? He goes, I don't have to outrun the bears. have to outrun you. Maybe that was it. I don't know. <laughs> I just, I don't... Huh? That's when agents say Sanders, quote, discovered Jimmy intended to feed him to Sasquatch or Bigfoot. And that he, quote, believed Jimmy was trying to get away from him so that the Sasquatch could eat Larry. Yeah. Been charged with murder. I don't, again, how you got to this point where you're like, that was the master plan. But the tables got turned. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson shows your Twitter. You can't make this stuff up. You can't. Oklahoma, you're now the Florida of the area in which you live. <laughs> that little lower Midwest reason. Oh, my goodness. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show. Your Twitter, MyPillow right now. Huge, 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 huge deals going on. Uh, Percal, which is the incredible new bed sheets that they have right now. Absolutely incredible. You know about the fantastic bill. Well, how about this? Sale of the year on the MyPillow Percal bed sheets. Queen size, regularly $89.99, now with $39.98 with promo code Benson. Breathable, cool, crisp, feel durable, built to last, machine washable, easy care, 250 thread count, imported. Queen, 21 by 34. King, 21 by 40. Plus, you get a set of two pillowcases. Available in variety colors, 16 money back guarantee. You will love these things. And breathable, I need. Because it gets hot. Last night I didn't have any air conditioning. We had big power outage uh, throughout the valley here because of massive storm. And I tell you what, breathable I could have used. Absolutely. Go to MyPillow.com slash Benson or call 800-983-4975 for deep discounts on the MyPillow. Percal bed sheets, normally eighty nine ninety eight, now only thirty nine ninety eight. 
Take advantage of all the deep discounts on everything. Go to MyPillow.com slash Benson or call 800-983-4975. 800-983-4975. Use code Benson to save big. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter, C-H-A-D-B-E-N-S-O-N. One more time. And that he, quote, believed Jimmy was trying to get away from him so that the Sasquatch could eat Larry. Ah, Chad Benson Show. The Chad Benson Show, where independent a la carte thinkers have a seat at the table and a voice in the dialogue. I'll have what she's having. This is Chad Benson. I got beaten by um, by the better player this week. You know, 20 under par for, for four rounds of golf around here is, is really, really impressive playing, especially to go out and shoot 64 today to get it done. Yes, he did. Uh, so I went and picked up Jack yesterday, and I was like, oh, I'm going to miss the uh, the Open. But luckily for me, uh, I had uh, my phone I could connect and listen to, like, through, you know, like, at Hulu and, and uh, you know, the satellite for a little while. Uh, it was great to watch, but that was Roy McIlroy. And the, this tournament was important for so many people because it was played at the the birthplace of golf. Right, the the home of golf, like the cathedral of golf, like the Masters is the tournament that everybody wants to win, followed by probably the U.S. and British Open, as far as tournaments in golf. The difference is though, winning at St. Andrews. It's pro- St. Andrews is probably the one theater in golf that is bigger than Augusta, or at least on par with it, because it's the home of golf, right? And County Fife. And McElroy, everybody was pulling for him, right? He's the Northern Irish guy. Everybody loves it. Kind of a tip of a cap on Friday to, to Tiger as he's coming down 18th and Roy's going up to first, knowing Tiger's not going to be there for the weekend. Tiger kind of bursts into tears and acknowledgement maybe that the baton has been passed to one person rather than just a group of people, that it's Roy that's going to lead the way. And Roy had everything. The, 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 the country was pulling for him. Everybody was. And along comes the mullet. Right, the mighty mullet with his mustache, which was <laughs> Cam Smith from Australia, who's got a mullet that would make anybody in the eighties proud to drive a lowered truck with the same kind of mustache. And lo and behold, arguably the best putter, just every single I mean, you're just like, he's not gonna miss that. He's not gonna miss that. But why it was a big deal is because Roy the entire week was just chirping at everybody who was gonna be, you know, this whole live golf tournament. You know, where these guys are all playing now for, with Saudi Arabians they uh, in the Saudi Arabian tour. They had sued to make sure they got to play in this. And a couple of the other tournaments coming up. And the judges said, yeah, they get to play in this. They've qualified. They've got the rights to play in this. Uh, you guys can't, you know, there's no there's no rules here that says they can't do other things. And it's, it's so weird to watch that fight. But, man, it was... Uh, you guys are still think about the Bigfoot story, right? I, I can't help it. I think about it, too. <laughs> it's just, but it was great to watch that. It was great to I got home last night, watched some of it, watched a little bit of it this morning. It was just, it was nice. It was nice to take my mind off before the giant storm uh, hit my house last night about 7 o'clock and just trashed my house. My backyard's a mess. Microburst like you couldn't believe. But at the end of the day, as bad as it was, 
and that he, quote, believed Jimmy was trying to get away from him so that the Sasquatch could eat Larry. That wasn't that bad. Three two three five three eight twenty four twenty three. He's now saying that uh, 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 he tried to summon Bigfoot, but apparently Bigfoot just doesn't come when he's like a cat. He doesn't come when you call. <laughs> he only shows up when he wants something. Three two three five three eight twenty four twenty three at Chad Benson Show. Your Twitter is the Chad Benson Show. This is the Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Number one thing you think about night when you're resting, right? Getting ready to go to bed. What is it? Is it climate change? Is it, uh, I mean, when you really think about it, something's on your mind all the time. Something could have happened, obviously, big, but what the, the vast majority of Americans. It's the economy, stupid. Period. Case closed, end of story. It is the economy. The number one thing that sits on everybody's mind. And the question, of course, was uh, uh, how long will this inflation last? It's just transitory. So it's just transitory. So it's, and it's transitory. And yelling and everybody's coming out. It's, you know, that it's transitory. It's transitory. It's, tra- it's, it's not going to be here for a while. You got nothing to worry about, right? There's, there's nothing going on, right? This thing's going to be gone sooner rather than later. I mean, it's almost gone now. I can't even believe we're still talking about it, right? Remember this? President Biden thought December 10th was the peak of the crisis. And I think you'll see it change uh, um, sooner than quicker, than more rapidly than it will take than most people think. The economy is racing ahead. It's yeah. doing incredibly well. Yeah, there you go. So there was that weird thing. What? Wait, what? what did he say? Yeah, December 10th. Right, That was it. It's transitory. And then yelling comes out and say, I think we need to, 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 to retire that. Now it's... The Federal Reserve is in this situation where some believe they began acting too late. They misjudged it and thought inflation was going to be temporary. It is not. It's deeply entrenched in the economy. They're hiking rates very likely later this month, and they'll continue to do that. And now it becomes, in most of the CEO and analyst surveys of economists, not a matter of if, but when there will be a recession and how severe. And that, that hits you, right? We're feeling it. Gas prices, while well, they've come down a bit, here's the reality of it. People don't feel comfortable at this moment in time. They're not confident in, in, in the, what's happening. But it's a weird time because there's plenty of good work available. Normally, when you have a recession, you have what? You have an economy that is shrinking, but you have a rising unemployment. We do not have that. And it doesn't feel like a bunch of companies are getting ready to lay a ton of people off. Why is that? I don't know. Uh, I think, you know, the best that we can come up with and the powers to be, and I've spoken to several of my buddies who are, you know, economic muckety-mucks, kind of think, hey, you know what? All these companies are having trouble finding people. And 
they still have a ton of money sitting in their bank accounts. Not the people, although that is true somewhat too, but the actual companies. And they've got trillions of dollars sitting there across the board. They've made huge record profits over the last several years. And the thought process, you know, we can wait some of this out because eventually we're going to have the economy, you know, heating up again. And we're already having troubles finding people. So if we start letting people go and the economy heats up sooner rather than later, then we're going to be in some serious issues. And we're going to put ourselves on the back foot and we're going to be chasing. That's a possibility. But it's an odd time. No recessions are alike. And go back to uh, last week. There's a great piece in the Wall Street Journal talking about recessions and and how they work. And and you know people are saying, well, what? It, it's inflation though right now, right? It's the inflation thing, coupled with the fact that people aren't confident. We shrunk in the first quarter of this year. We finished the second quarter, and I don't think we grew, which technically would put us in a recession. Are people worried about their jobs? It's weird. When I talk to people, some people are a little worried, right? There's a little hesitation. They're not confident about the economy, but they couldn't put their finger on what they're worried about because everybody's got a different thing, right? You know, if you're if you're somebody who lives on the, you know, uh, you know, like my business, you know, advertising, are they worried? Are they going to advertise in the future? If you're somebody who builds things, are you going to be able to A, get the employees and B, get the stuff still? Right. You start going through the the things. Everybody's got a different worry. But nobody's confident. And one of the other things is, while some people aren't worried about their job, they are worried about other people's jobs. And then again, inflation. People across the country, you ask them what their concerns about. It's the cost of gas. It's the cost of groceries. They're the number one concerns of the American people by a whole lot. I ask people in Wyoming, what is it that you want? They want enough money to be able to actually fill their tank with gas, to actually buy a full week's worth of groceries at the store, and to have money at the end of the month to pay their bills. Joe Biden doesn't care about all of that. All he's talking about is raising taxes and giving speeches attacking American energy. That's why the American people are furious, and his poll numbers show it. Yeah. His poll numbers are are, are are ugly. And there's something, Tom Barrasso there, Wyoming, there's something to that. There is something to the, 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 the out-of-touch you know, world that so many of these Democrats are, are currently finding themselves in. It, it's very interesting. Because you go and you look and, and you see somebody like Joe Manchin who's basically said, look, no more taxes and you're not going to come after, you know, the energy industry. And we touched on this last week. The flip has come in support. If you guys haven't seen the flip that has happened between the Republicans and Democrats and support. Joe Biden at one time had a 50-point lead with Hispanics. It's now even. I didn't say 15. I said 5-0, 47% to be exact, but 50-point lead. It's now it's a dead heat. More and more people who, quote-unquote, were the working man that everybody seems to, 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 you know, want to go after, right? The Democrats, guess what's happened? Democrats have left. 
They've left. And the fight inside of the party is, you know, it's it's about white work, working, you know, you know, upper class women who seem to dominate the party. You, you can't win on that. Sorry. College educated, pushing this progressive agenda, pushing the climate stuff, pushing all of that stuff, which sounds fantastic. But many of these people are in a position where, guess what? They don't have to worry about spending an extra couple bucks here, an extra couple bucks there. They just don't. But if you're making it paycheck to paycheck, you're pissed. You're angry. They're talking about raising taxes. They're talking about going after energy. You like gas where you can fill your car up. You like that. And even the and 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 let's let's point this out. You've got progressives and you've got Democrats. The average Democrats like this is not you guys are ridiculous here. But the the again, the the overeducated <laughs> suburbanite who's pushing a lot of these things who doesn't feel the impact of so many of these things they're they're fine with it and so it gets pushed and you have this complete disconnect from the average person who's a democrat looking around going man stuff's getting out of control prices getting out of control this guy doesn't seem to like know know what he's doing and he's coming after jobs that were that you know was going after coal miners and that used to be the wheelhouse of of republicans right it was the, it was the companies that sucked but we're going after industries themselves yeah they're not happy about it when nancy pelosi said that inflation has peaked do you agree with her i i guess i just haven't seen the substance on which that is based i remember very clearly in november when gas prices were really starting to go up and and i would bring up you know i'm really worried about gas prices i'm really worried about inflation it was sort of like listen we just got to get through the end of the year we got to get through christmas 2022 is going to be better and that hasn't been the case right we have to be honest about that yeah but they won't they don't want to talk about that that's uh, Alyssa Slotkin, who is, uh, you know, not happy about what she sees. What a Democrat. Yes. Democrats. People not happy. People inside their own party going, hey, guys, this is my, my people, people I represent, black, white, working middle class. They're not feeling your let's just get past this. It's going to be fine. Transitory. It's the economy, stupid. I'm just personally not in a position to say that we've hit some sort of peak when I don't know that to be a fact. So is, do you think it's not based on something? Is it wishful thinking? I'm just not privy to what she's looking at. I'm just saying I don't, I don't see it. I don't feel it. Yeah. Translation. She's full of crap, but it doesn't affect her. And if it doesn't affect her, well, it doesn't affect her. You go in and you put all of these things in place and you, you, you champion all of these things that, that make you feel good. And as they make you feel good, you don't really care what happens on the other side because the people that you talk to, people you hang around, they're, they're also championing and cheering it. It's the average person that are feeling the, the $5 gas. It's the average person who's looking at paying X amount of dollars for, for, for getting their tires fixed or that they just can't take it. They're making serious, serious decisions. It's the economy, stupid. It is. And right now, this economy is moving in a weird direction that nobody really knows about because it's uncharted territory. But to say people feel confident, probably not.
323-538-2423. At Chad Benson shows your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Rough Greens, R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash chat. Give my dogs Rough Greens every single day. Sprinkle on top of their food. I just pour the food in the bowl, and away they go. That's it. I don't do anything different. Vitamins, minerals, probiotics, omega-369, all this incredible stuff. It's right there in this beautiful supplement. And right now, my, my buddy, Dr. Dennis Black, who's a naturopathic doctor, who's done everything and then some, from being a Green Beret to a, a decorated soldier in Vietnam to coming up with this amazing supplement, wants to give you a bag for free. If your dog has maybe troubled energy, uh, maybe they got too much energy, maybe they're, 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 they're in a position where they got bad skin, or like my dog, older dog Doodle, his hips hurt and his joints pains hurt, just give them this and you watch what happens. Try a bag for free right now. Cover the cost of shipping. R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Chad. Go there now. Grab it. Roughgreens.com slash Chad. Free bag for you. Roughgreens.com slash Chad. Chad Benson Show. Deep states? Uh, no. Deep doo-doo? Yeah. The Chad Benson Show. Five, four, three... Now it's time to find out what's trending. What's trending? Yeah, what does that mean? I mean something, right? Like it's trending on the old internet. What's trending? Let's take a peek, find out what's trending. Start on Twitter. Uh, Good Samaritan is trending. Three people are dead after a man opened fire in Indianapolis Mall. Could have been and would have been a lot worse. In fact, judging by what they're saying he had, I would harbor a bet that say that he was going to kill dozens of people, if not more. Had it not been for a good Samaritan who just happened to be at the mall, who had a license to carry, and he shot and killed the perpetrator. Absolutely. Uh, Amazing. And that's why. Who stops a bad guy with a gun? It's a good guy with a gun. Systemic failures. Uh, That's the best way to describe the Uvalde shooting response. Absolute nightmare. In the way that 376 officers, 376 officers there. And who ended up taking him down? A Border Patrol agent who got the go-ahead from D.C. <sighs> Political things trending right now. Trump and Biden 2024? Question mark. Who are the politicians throwing their hat into the ring? We know who they are. I've been saying it. Uh, Gavin Newsom. He's already doing what he's doing, and we'll touch on that in a little bit. And, and Ron DeSantis. Two biggest states. And the governors right now that are young and 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 that are leading the way in who notice how I didn't say Kamala that that is not happening. I think we know that. We absolutely know that that's not happening. Head over to Google. Uh, things big things trending. J Lo, Benefer, right? They got married yesterday, huh? Little J Lo, little Benefer. It was always meant to be, kids. It is. It was always meant to be. The spotlight was too big. Tore them apart. Cameron Smith, the Aussie who won yesterday uh, in the uh, St. Andrews when the British Open, came from uh, several strokes back to to win and just uh, putted like you could not believe and has said he's going to drink a ton of stuff because once you get the little claret jug, 
which is the trophy you uh you, you're supposed to drink out of it and uh he says he's going to drink a few oi 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 the aussie jackson holiday cameron young several other people are are trending sports figures jackson holiday is the son of mad holiday and andrew or drew remember drew you know this is this great player uh for the you know you go back and you you look at all these sons now that are all playing in major league baseball right just like it, it is crazy to see and they're not just playing they're they don't just carry the name which is interesting right you got tatis jr right you got vlad guerrero jr they're they're difference makers they're 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 superstars already and now you've got uh uh you know and uh, you've got two or three young guys picked in the first matt holiday's kid jackson is going to be a, a stud a lot of people think and you look around you're like oh drew jones andrew jones son another one justin crawford cam collier all of them boom the kids and they're they're all poised to be studs it's a trip man it is because usually right like like i my dad played baseball and he's like i don't want you to you know he played you know he was, he was in the cards for a while and stuff and he's like i just if you don't want to to play it and i don't want to feel like you had the pressure of it i said i never pushed jack into soccer or any sport actually i wanted him to play sports because it was good for camaraderie and, and team and stuff but i never pushed him into any sport and now he's really into hockey. Uh, and it's interesting. He's into hockey, not because of uh, originally uh, he thought it was fun to watch, but nothing. It's because he started playing hockey on, you know, like 2K, NHL 2K and stuff. Now he likes bases. Baseball's my second favorite story. Why? Because he's been playing MLB, the show, and thinks it's fun. Now he wants to, and he's gone to a couple games. Like, oh, this is interesting. It's a trip. It's the reverse of how we would do it. It's like, hey, we should get a game. The game we played. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson shows your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Chad Benson Show. The Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. We were talking about uh, 2024. More and more people are displeased with the way things are going. They think Biden's too old. I think if a lot of people could have had Trump lose to Biden and then Biden stepped down the minute he was inaugurated and handed it off to anybody, but probably her, I think they'd be fine with it. I think they would have been absolutely fine with it. They just wanted somebody to beat Trump. And they got it. And now they're looking around going, well, this sucks, right? We're going to get our ass handed to us. The The polls aren't very kind to us. We're, we're seeing our party argue and fight amongst itself, much like the Republicans do with the, with the Trump factor, because you can't ignore that. 
but I think in a, in, a, in a much different way. The left is fighting with itself for a, a lot of different things. They don't even, you know, it's like, you know, Bill Mars talked about it. I didn't move away from the party. Party moved away from me. I think a lot of people feel that way. With the Republicans, they can look and go, you know what, I, I, I was fine with a lot of the way that Trump did and wanted to implement things, you know, whether it was remain in Mexico or whatever, you know, a lot of his policies were, right? You know, because he had some policies in there that if you're a Republican, yeah, you it was it was Trump the person who they couldn't stand. It was Trump the person who who eventually cost himself the election and quite frankly may cost himself the next election if he decides to run. And that's a big if. I mean, nothing is done yet. He said he's made up his mind. We're not finished with all of the stuff because there's plenty of it. This week is the end of the first of the January 6th thingies. This investigation is not winding down. We may be towards the end of this tranche of hearings. We may have more hearings in the future, and the investigation is still ongoing. We're, we're getting to the bottom of what we need to know. What does that mean? I mean, how many are you thinking? Well, what, what we've more done, do you have? This, is, this will be our eighth hearing. I fully expect that when the report comes out, we may have a hearing or two around that. Mm-hmm. But of course, as you saw with Cassidy Hutchinson, if we get information that the American people need to know, we may end up bringing up more hearings at that time, too. Adam Kinzinger, is there going to be more hearings? I'm sure there will be. And there's, by the way, the, the Republicans have already started their investigation, assuming they're, they, you know, they, they've pretty much assumed that they're going to win the House back. So they're already sending out letters and stuff saying, keep all your information. Don't get rid of any of your text messages. Don't get rid of your emails. We need to know everything because we want to investigate the investigation. So that's coming. That's where we are. That's That's where we are. So is Trump in any way, shape, or form done? No. I think there's a chance he could run again. Very much so. I think he's made I think his ego will not allow him. He needs to to decide what's best for I think the party if he's serious about caring about the party and not just Trump. Cause a lot of people are looking backwards and they're not looking forward. And that's got people anybody who talks about looking forward and who wants trump to 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 endorse them you 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 better watch out right because he's not there is no it's 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 look you've got to do what i ask you to do and that is that it was stolen it was robbed from me that's what you need to do i think people are 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 past that right now i really do i think people are past that People are trying to figure out how do we maneuver in this time of Trump. Youngkin is, I think Youngkin did a great job last year in Virginia, which is not alienate Trump, but keep him at an arm's length. Not alienate him, but figure out a way to to work within the system to keep the Trump supporters happy, the disenfranchised Republicans who don't want that chaos around. But how do you move forward? And what you're seeing in a lot of places is people are, are, are standing up and they're saying to themselves, hey, you know what? Uh, let's get some of these crazy Republicans through. Let's get some of these crazy Republicans into the general because we know they have no chance of winning. 
because we know the independents aren't going to sit there and go, yeah, let's do that. Let's 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 vote that person in that only wants to talk about the last election. Let's do that. That seems like a good thing to do. And I, I mean, we're seeing it here. I mean, you you've got a lot of you know the the worry thing is is for a lot of people who are who are because here in Arizona, you've got Carrie Lake. And you've got Karen Taylor Robeson. Karen Taylor Robeson's a businesswoman. She worked with Reagan. Uh, she is a. Uh, she seems ready for the job. On the Republican side, Carrie Lake is a former newscaster, news anchor here, very well known. And she is all about you know. I always joke. I always scream two thousand mules, and we'll get to that in a second. But she is only caring about the election. Remember, Arizona first called, freaked Trump out, pissed off, anger, all of the stuff, never wanted to go on Fox again because they called it early. It was chaos and craziness. Kerry Lake has run a campaign strictly about let's overturn the election. Doug Ducey was on with Dana Bash over the weekend uh, talking about this election and talking about the governors and getting them elected. Well, do you, Doug Ducey? who does not believe the 2020 election was stolen even either in your home state of Arizona or in Pennsylvania. Now, remember this. Doug Ducey had gotten to a point where he and Trump were so tight that he had a special ringtone, which was, uh, you know, uh, the the presidential, you know, march when he comes up and stuff. And and that was his ringtone. And when he certified it that day, while he's certifying it in front of everybody, it goes off and it's Trump and he silences it. And since then, you know, Trump's made it his mission to destroy Doug. Think that someone like Doug Mastriano should be in such an important swing state in the governor's mansion? I- now, Doug Mastriano's another one of those things where a lot of Democrats push this guy through, many people think, and he is the guy that's going to lead the Republican charge to be governor in Pennsylvania. This guy is, is, is as conspiracy-minded as anybody about this. That's, and and all that matters to him is Trump and overturning the the election in many cases. I think that the people of any state would be better served by a governor who believes in the people, believes that small businesses should be allowed to operate, and believe that believes that children should be in classrooms. I also think this election should be about the future. Mm-hmm. I don't think we should think for one more moment about 2020. This is about the 2022 well, election cycle, and as I said. The job of the RGA is to elect Republican governors, and that's what we're going to do in this cycle. It's hard to do, man, but you got to look forward. I keep saying that. Look forward. And whenever I talk about it, the other day I talked about, you know, 2,000 mules. Ah, why didn't you pay? Look, I've seen bits and pieces of it. None of it would hold up in a courtroom. So until you had actual proof of anything, it doesn't matter. There's no mechanism to replace him. There's there's none of those things. So what you're doing is you're stewing on something you can't change. Why not figure out how you can get people that you are like-minded in your way and the beliefs that you have elected? People can't do that. They're still stewing on something. They're still stewing on their loss. You know what? Whenever I see an athlete who's only thinking about all of the misses and the missed opportunities and the things that just got away. You know what I see? I see an athlete that's flailing. I see an athlete that's not going anywhere. I see an athlete that, that, that is, is not going to ever move forward. 
because they can't let it go. You have to let it go. And many people won't. And I think that could cost some. On the other side, the Democrats, what are you going to run? Who are you going to run? Honestly, you're going to run this guy here, Gavin Newsom. He's got all, he checks all the boxes, right? He's tall, he's handsome. He's all that in a baggage, leaves the most progressive state in the country, bringing all that stuff straight to everybody who doesn't want it. By the way, he got an award last week in D.C., which caused quite the buzz, an education award, some made-up crappy education award. This is a guy whose state is flailing when it comes to education. Very few people at anywhere near proficiency. By the way, his kids do not go to public school. Secondly, and this is great, uh, in the two years of COVID, no school room across the country saw less people in it than all of the classrooms in the state of California. They didn't go to school. They didn't. You have to also recognize what you're up against. And right now, we're up against the ruthlessness of a Republican Party. That's not a cheap shot. You see what's happening to all the progress we've made in the 21st century. All of the rights that we in many ways have taken for granted that have been afforded since the 60s are being rolled back in real time. And we have to wake up with a different mindset and not just just a collaborative mindset, a cup of tea and everyone's going to work together to get along, figure ways to advance a collective cause. All of the mindset, all of they just it's hilarious. Start rolling this stuff out. It's they're evil. They're bad. They, they're taking away rights that everybody's had rights that, you know, uh, I, I, I don't know how many times I say this. I'm 51. It's the first time in my lifetime that the court has been what you would call, quote unquote, conservative originalist. It's been very liberal, vast majority of my life. And it shouldn't be liberal or conservative. It's just the way that they interpret the law. Right? It shouldn't be any of those things. But you're you're once again going and you're like, they're so for federal, the Democrats, this progressive world is all about the feds having all the power and everyone else having to essentially do whatever it is they say, rather than states allowing themselves to have the option to decide what's best interest for their state. Democrats need the Democratic Party, not the president, not a speaker, not the party, the infrastructure, I think has to organize with more ferocity of focus, more determination to set the agenda and put the other party on the defense. They are dominating the narrative. And in this world right now, you dominate the narrative, you win. And that's what I'm worried about. And that's what I'm expressing. Yeah. So he's sounding more and more like it. And he's been going back and forth and fighting with Ron DeSantis, running ads. You're running for president. This is the guy who was almost recalled in a state that is predominantly a single party, minus small little areas. So those are going to be year two. That's what I'm going with. I've been saying it for a while. You're going to have DeSantis. The the elephant in the room is Trump. Now, I heard... Uh, uh, Shapiro and Bill Maher were talking, and he said, you know, the problem is is Trump is a, is a wrecking ball, and that could be an issue because Trump and DeSantis on the stage, Trump, again, his ego will not allow him to lose, and if he's going to lose, he's going to take people down with him, even if it hurts the party or the end game of, of what the Republicans are looking for. So we'll see. We'll see. He's a kingmaker, right? You have a chance to be a kingmaker and just – 
stay in the spotlight and and give people your blessings, but he didn't want to do that. His goal now is to, I still think, run for president. I think that's what Trump wants to do, and I think he's going to do it because I just don't think he can take the fact that he lost. So that's what I expect. We'll see. 323-538-2423, at Chad Benson shows your Twitter. Tweet at us, text the program, Hello Fresh. Is hello delicious, baby? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. Uh, I get my HelloFresh delivered, you know, weekly, and I go through it, and it's just, it's awesome. right? So I get 55, you know, different choices, more than anywhere else, and any of the meal kits that are available. But the stuff is so fresh. It's so amazing. Right now, it's a taste of summer. A little bit lighter, right? I like to say that get you know, lots of spices. This is a great, amazing, just get your taste buds rolling, and tons of market selections. Fantastic. Right there on your app, you can go around, check everything out. So you're going to get tons of great stuff, right? Complimentary sides, desserts, all the amazing stuff, fresh ingredients, and easy to do. Right? So easy. Take it out. you got a little card that tells you everything to do. It is, it is idiot-proof, and you're going to love it. Taste amazing. And the price? Well, it's right. And on top of that... You can do everything from your app, which is amazing, including pause if you need to, or if you're going to go on vacation and you're like, I like the fact that we're eating good. I don't want to stop this. Guess what? You can have it sent directly there. Right now, you're going to get 16 free meals. You go to HelloFresh.com slash Benson16. Use code Benson16. You can get 16 free meals across seven boxes plus three free gifts for using Benson16. HelloFresh.com slash Benson16. HelloFresh.com slash Benson16. Chad Benson Show. Running with scissors sounds great compared to this. Say woo! Producer Phil, mind the world. Just remind everybody out there what nature can do with you. Nature will mess you up. Mess you up. Now, we heard earlier, and if you missed any of the show, make sure you grab the podcast about the whole Bigfoot incident, and it was quite a stir. Uh, but uh, there are animals out there that will eat humans readily. Opportunities for them to do it, they will. And I'm not just talking about sharks. Quite frankly, sharks are not really into us. We don't taste good. We don't have the fat they need. We don't have any of those things. They take a bite, though, and boom, you're in trouble. But polar bears, crocodiles, and alligators. And if you're in Florida and you step in a pond, hell, if you step in a puddle, chances are there is a gator. And unfortunately, this woman fell in a pond at a golf course. Tonight, an elderly woman is dead after two gators attacked her in the Boca Royale Golf and Country Club. The Sarasota County Sheriff's Office says an elderly woman fell into a pond near her home. There's a golf course there. She was walking along the golf course, and deputies say she was in the water, struggling to stay afloat, and then two alligators grabbed her. They usually pick up on splashing. So this was just worst case scenario. The woman was dead at the scene by the time first responders got there. Yeah. Gators, uh, their jaws are ferocious. Their clamping powder is second to none. There's nothing like gators and crocodiles. On the other side of things with gators, uh, crocodiles, if you're able to close their mouth and you keep it closed, uh, you can put a, just a couple rolls, just a little old electrical tape, let alone duct tape around it 
and they, you know, just a couple times around because they have virtually no power taking their mouths open. So their mouths are always kind of wide open, cools them down a little bit. Also, they snap so fast. She had never had a chance. First of all, I mean, think about it. If you're a gator, right? We're giant, clumsy, goofy things. And they're in water. And they're looking at us going, free meal. And they believe they can take down stuff. And it's it's a shame. It is. It is shame. And there's not a lot you can do. Because for many, many years, much like the great white shark, gators were almost to their extinction. They were hunted. And then they're like, we can't do this. And now they brought back and they're 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 everywhere. Everywhere throughout the South. A lot of places. Sometimes we do that with animals. Did that with the great white shark. We're doing that now in Africa. They're trying to figure out what's going on. By the way, pay attention to this story. Short term but long term. They don't have a lot of vultures in Africa. Why does that matter? They eat more dead carcasses than anything else combined. If we're worried about new strains of whatever, these are the things that usually make sure those new strains never show up. Man, nature will mess you up. Chad Benson Show. This is the Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. It's the economy, stupid. It's the economy. Got to make sure the economy's rolling good. It's the economy, stupid. Will we, won't we go into recession? I think we're already there. Question is, what are we going to do from here? How do we get out of this recession? I, 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 I don't know what kind of recession we're going to be in. That's the funny thing. We have this weird scenario that we're looking at that because all recessions are different. This one just seems to be a little bit weirder if we're in one, which is we don't know what kind of recession it is because the normal factors that we see, eh, it's just not there. On the one hand, you have robust jobs growth. You have the addition, the continual creation of jobs, historically low unemployment at 3.6%, not an all-time low, but near those records. And on the other hand, you have these 40-year highs in the rise of inflation, 9.1%. Yeah. And inflation, inflation, inflation. People worry about inflation. They have every right to worry about inflation. When you talk around, you look to people. What are they worried about? John Barrasso. Republican Wyoming, what are people worried about? People across the country, you ask them what their concerns about. It's the cost of gas. It's the cost of groceries. They're the number one concerns of the American people by a whole lot. I ask people in Wyoming, what is it that you want? They want enough money to be able to actually fill their tank with gas, to actually buy a full week's worth of groceries at the store, and to have money at the end of the month to pay their bills. Joe Biden doesn't care about all of that. All he's talking about is raising taxes and giving speeches attacking American energy. That's why the American people are furious, and his poll numbers show it. Yeah, the poll numbers are ugly. They're absolutely ugly. And they're not getting any better anytime soon. They're not. They're not. 
right now their number one focus should be what? How do we bring down these high prices? What do we need to do? How do we figure out how to help business by get, is it getting out of their way? Do we do what can we do at this level to help? One of the things that's not helped is the way that the Fed didn't handle business. They should have been raising rates incrementally over the last 18 to 24 months. Rates are still pretty darn low comparatively to historic numbers, but you go back, go back and look to the, to, you know, to the seventies, the guy they brought in to essentially, you know, help fix everything. Cause they were doing this weird thing back in the seventies. They, Hey, we're going to raise rates really high. And then we're just dropping really fast. And we're going to raise rates really high. We're going to drop them really fast. And it was whiplash. Business is like, I'm not borrowing. I'm not going to invest. I'm not doing it. I'm going to stay, stay kind of just right here. Just staying steady. And they bring a guy in who worked for both uh, Carter and Reagan. And he goes, this is what we're going to do. Uh, I'm going to raise it five points. And then? Then I'm going to raise it another five. And it got up to the point where it was like 20. At one time, they got up to like 21%. But it hovered right around 19%, 20%. Think about that. What did it do? Choked off the economy. People got laid off. And then all of a sudden, when the market and, and the economy took off again, people got rehired. But along the way, we had virtually nary a talk of inflation for almost four decades. Well, now we have a talk. People don't know what to do. They don't. They're 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 trying to figure it out. And then you've got the the weird side of things, too. We have this housing issue. People are deciding, should I rent? Should I buy? I don't know what to do. They they Because part of what drives an economy is people purchasing homes. When they're purchasing homes, that 2008, you know, when everything came apart, the reality is, is buying at the time, people don't want to move into a house and bring their old crap. They want new crap in their new house. And those are the big consumer goods that really push along an economy. Those are the things that really kind of like, oh, this is really a good thing. So people not quite sure what to do. How do you get to that point? How long are you prepared to live there? If you feel certain it's five years or more, buying can be the better option. How important is mobility? Flexibility has its own value. And finally, could your financial situation change? If you are buying, you want to consider the 28% rule. That is, no more than 28% of your gross income should be going to your monthly mortgage payment. Ooh, yeah. And a lot of times, too, it's not about like, because if you go and look, it's like, you know, in, in semi-big to, to major markets across the country, large cities, it's, it's it, your rent is, is a mortgage plus, plus, plus in some cases. It's getting the down that is an issue for a lot of people. So you got you to gotta figure out what's going to be right for you. But why this matters is we do have a housing issue. After the collapse of 2008, people just left the industry. My father-in-law just passed away. That that finished him off. He was a he was a contractor for like 40 years, and he was done after that. He he would do stuff here and there, but he was done building homes anymore. 
And a lot of people, and partly because everybody left the industry as well. People just like, I'm going to go do something else. I'm going to do something where I don't have to worry about what the the, 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 the marketplace is going to be and rates and stuff. So they just left the industry altogether. So that left fewer home builders to build houses. When you have fewer houses to build, you run into an issue with, with actual supply. And the demand is big. But if you're going to buy a house, you got to start looking, you know, uh, at all kinds of, of different things. But it matters because one of the things that spurs our economy is when people move into new homes, they want stuff. And that stuff is usually what drives this economy. People aren't thrilled right now. They're not. They're worried. Maybe not for themselves, but for other people. They're worried about the future, but they couldn't put their finger on it. Right? It's like, I, I think I'm okay, but I worry about my neighbor or my son or my daughter. And the other side, they're thinking the same thing. Confidence isn't there. It's, it's not a good time right now. It isn't. People are frustrated. People are angry. People are discouraged. And they shouldn't be. We're going to be fine. It's just going to be a weird time. And it's been a weird time for, and I think, I think if this wasn't just after COVID, what would it look like? Would it be a little bit more, you know, a little bit stronger in something like this? It's possible. But I think you, you, you couple COVID of, you know, what are we, two, two and a half years into, you know, stopping the spread or flattening the curve. And they're already talking about masking up again. We'll touch on that in a minute. You get to this point where, it just seems one thing after another after another, and that can that can weigh on you in a major way. 323-538-2423, at Chad Benson shows your Twitter. Tweet at us, text the program. Uvalde School, well, it was an absolute unmitigated disaster. We knew that. 376 officers on site. 376. 376 officers on site. That number should burn inside and sear inside your memory of the abject, just absolute cluster that that day was. And when finally something was done, this is even, to me, even just more of a head shaker. The officers that breached that classroom weren't even local police. They were actually Border Patrol agents assigned to a special unit called BORTAC. The order did not come from Chief Pete Arredondo. Instead, they got the go-ahead from their superiors in Washington, D.C. As of right now, we do not know if charges will be filed against anyone that responded to the shooting on that day. But we do know the mayor has told us that he has ordered an internal investigation of his own police department. So not only did nobody do anything that day on site, the call was made from D.C. to tell the Border Patrol agent that he could go in and handle business. Soak that up. We're going to hear a lot about this in the next couple days. But the failure, the absolute failure, wasn't just the local police. But it was several different agencies that failed across the board. And the fact that the the final go, go, go went to a Border Patrol agent 
who got the call from D.C. Wow. How anybody's even semi-employed is beyond me. I know you can't get rid of everybody all at once. But you got to be thinking it's time to get rid of everybody. Now, I know that the the city council slash chief of police is on leave, uh, never to return, probably negotiating some sort of fat, you know, buyout when it comes to his, uh, uh, you know, his retirement, which should be none based on this. But it's just, it's, it's, it, the more we find out, the worse it gets. And when you hear it's not 100 officers or 50, it's 376 officers that were there that day at some point in time. And the call came from D.C. to a Border Patrol agent to do it is, again, another slap in the face for these families. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Rough Greens, R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash chad i give it to my dogs every day what is it it's a supplement vitamins minerals probiotics mega 369 all this incredible stuff sprinkle it on top of my dog's food what's it do it brings my dog's food to life it is incredible i haven't changed anything my dogs are healthier and happier my older dog is the healthiest and happier has ever been since we've got him we adopt him when he's a little bit older and i tell you what it'll work for your dog dr dennis black the naturopathic doctor put it together wants to give you the opportunity to try it for your animals and see the difference. He's going to send you a bag for free. He just asks that you cover the cost of shipping. It's that simple. RUFFgreens.com slash Chad. Roughgreens.com slash Chad. Roughgreens.com slash Chad. Chad Benson Show. No need to socially distance while listening to your Chad Benson Show podcast. Four out of five experts say so. I'm a scientist. There is no corona. But hurry before they change their mind. You know they will. Chad's podcast found on iTunes, iHeart, Spotify, and wherever you find your favorite COVID-free podcasts. Oh, my gosh. I kind of like it. I'm not going to lie. This is the Chad Benson Show is that if you were infected three, four months ago, uh, you can get reinfected. We're seeing high levels of reinfection. We're seeing people who are not up to date on their vaccines uh, have a lot of breakthrough infections. If you got your booster, let's say, last November or December, you don't have as much protection against this virus as you'd like. So one of the key messages coming out of this moment is if you are 50 or over, and if you've not gotten a shot this year, in the year 2022, it is absolutely critical that you go out and get one now. It will offer a very high degree of protection. I haven't gotten a shot this year. I got uh, my three last year. I I don't know if I'm going to get another one. I, I just I have to be real, you know. It's uh, I don't think it'll do you any harm. I know a lot of people out there. Oh my God, you're going. It definitely has proven that it'll make whatever illness you get. Uh, from these Omicron slash COVID slash, you know, bat soup flu, or as I call it, this is the the, uh, Chairman Mao version of it. A little easier on you, but I just don't, I think the frustration level is, you know, we're already certain to see what LA's getting ready to go back inside, you know, as far as the masking and who knows what's going to come from there. Most of big cities across the country here, I know we've had, we're having so many, you know, breakthrough cases. And I look at the hospitalizations and they are not 
up, uh, even though the numbers are, and by the way, these numbers are skewed. Some people say it could be as high as 10 to 1. 10 to 1. So COVID cases, seven-day average, 128,000 compared to this time last year, 31,000. That's about 400 compared to about 300 this time last year. So I don't know. I just, I look and I think to myself, am I worried? No, because in the weird thing, the majority of people I, I know over the last couple of months have gotten this thing and, and survived it, but definitely we've gotten the, this newer version of it. And it seems to hit the the young a little bit different, where they're upset for their stomach for a day or so, and then they're, and the older, some sore throats and, you know, really lethargic for a day or so, and then they're back on their back, uh, back on their, their feet again. I just, I just don't know what people are uh, are going to do, and I want to see how this plays itself out as we head towards yet another election. 323-538-2423, at Chad Benson Show. It's your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. If you missed any of the show, make sure you grab the podcast. What would have been easily the biggest story of the day had it not been for a good Samaritan who didn't let it become the biggest story of the day. Um, IMPD SWAT team members were here uh, just as quick as ours were. Um, it was a very, very fast response. But I'm going to tell you, the real hero of the day is the, the citizen that was lawfully carrying a firearm in that food court and was able to stop this shooter uh, almost as soon as he began. This would have been the biggest story of the day. You have a guy who goes into a mall in Indiana with a rifle, Several magazines, they're saying, and he starts shooting. Three people dead, couple injured. Why wasn't there more? Because a good Samaritan was hanging out the per, you know food court, eating their you know hot dog on a stick or the Wetzel's pretzel or I don't even know it's still at a mall anymore. I would assume that, right? Still got a hot dog on a stick. They're still doing that. Probably got himself a lemonade, maybe cheese on a stick. And he's sitting there, and boom, boom, boom. Guy starts shooting. He takes out his gun, and he kills him. We talked about it a thousand times. What stops a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun. And this person did it. And it isn't the biggest story of the day because of that. And not everybody who has a conceal and carry is, is, is like this guy. But these stories you never hear about because the narrative is never, well, it's never what so much of the establishment media wants. 323-538-2423, at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. I've got one of the best stories you will ever hear coming up, and it is actually a story of insanity is the best way to describe it. How this person would even look at somebody and say this after being arrested for murder just makes you shake your head. Talk about that. A lot of other things to get to. It's the Chad Benson Show. The Chad Benson Show.
Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. I love it the weekend. Everybody's debating. Should uh, he fist bump the the uh, the murderer? MBS should it, should should he have done that? Huh? Should he? Should, well, I I can't believe he did it. Yes. You're coming under a lot of fire for your fist bump with the crown prince. So I, <laughs> I just wanted to give you a chance to respond to that. But also, how can you be sure that another incident, another murder like Jamal Khashoggi won't happen again? God love you. What a silly question. How could I possibly be sure of any of that? Thank you. You know what? I, I'm 100% behind him there. What, what are you talking about? What do you, what do you, how, how can you be sure about what? How can you be sure about any of that stuff? I don't know. I don't run that country. How can you be sure? About any of that. Oh, you can't, can you? No, you cannot. You cannot. And I find that the question to be ridiculous. I don't know why the fist bump. I think they're talking about, you know, well, it could be because of, uh, of uh, uh, you know, COVID or what. I, I, I don't know. But I just, I, I sit there and I scratch my head. Like, that's what we're doing and, and we're talking about. There's a reason he's over there. We've been talking about throughout the day. Iran says now they can create a nuclear weapon. They've enriched to 60%. They can now create a nuclear weapon. They can now do it. They can now do that. They haven't said whether or not they will. They're going to create one. They will because they've always wanted one, but they haven't said if they will. They will know that. They're going to create one. That's what they're going to do. It wasn't just all, it, it originally looked like, hey, it was just all about oil, but it, it became something else. Oil almost became secondary at that moment in time once they went to Israel. And, uh, you know, because th- there has to be uniformity here, a, un- a uniform response that is going to happen if they try to effort to get to a point where they are really f- going to build a nuclear weapon. How does that go about? Israel has already said, nah, it's not going to happen. Not on our watch. Saudi Arabia, you know, is talking to Israel as much as they don't like that because they also realize their enemy is Iran more than it is Israel. Absolutely. Congratulate you again on your election as president of the uh, UAE. Our relationship covers uh, a wide array of things, everything from security, economic development, advancing cooperation in science, technology, and space. And we both understand that the challenge we face today only make it a heck of a lot more important that we spend more time together. Because we're not going to get a lot of time. I know they tell me to talk today, but I want to talk to you a lot. A lot of things I have to raise with you. (laughs) Yeah. There was a lot to talk about. A lot. And yes, that was part of it. Talking about the fist bump, oh God, you know, at some point we need to grow up. But I get it. I get it. People want to talk about stuff like that. They do. Talked about it throughout the day. To them, it's, it's, it's vitally important. How could you do that? Here's the way that you have to be a leader. You have to talk to people you don't like. You have to deal with people you can't stand. You have to. Especially because the other people who you know are worse are right behind them. You know that. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Love hearing from every single one of you. It's amazing. It's amazing. And then people wonder, well, I don't know why uh, uh, people don't trust the media. 
because they're nuts. They say all kinds of crappy, wacky things. Uh, and because, and let's separate this. There's the media, and then they're supposed to be quote unquote journalists, right? Totally separate thing. I'm a talking head. I'm not a journalist, although I try to be more journalistic. I think that most journalists do. I am not here to 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 give you the who, what, when, how, and why. The way that journalists we've always thought of is just that's what they do. They deliver the who, what, when, how, and why. They don't do anything else. That's what they're supposed to do. But because the world that we live in now is no longer as simple as I give you the who, what, when, how, and why, people show up, they read my paper, my publication, and I get paid. Nope. Nowadays, it is something wholly different, something completely different. Now it's a battle on a daily basis to get people to read your stuff and you're getting paid upon that. So to do that, you now have become many of them, especially younger ones have become activists, but they also throw out crazy, crazy things because it's as much about clickbait and getting people to pay attention as it is anything else. There was just a Gallup poll out today that shows that the trust in, in media newspapers and television is you know, hitting an all time low. People don't trust us. They don't believe us. And it makes me wonder if this job, as I'm currently doing it, is effective. Uh, But if it's doing more harm than good, I don't have a good answer for that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think a lot of people do. I often wonder that about my gig. I love it, but I'm not here to be... I would like to bring people together. When we started the show, the whole thing was, hey, we let's expand our tent. Let's get more people paying attention. Let's get talking about real issues. Let's do those kind of things that matter. And let's have fun doing it. All right? Just not be all about politics and bash, bash, bash. Because it's so easy, and that's all either side seems to do. The thing is, though, the beast, I think, and, and, and it's starting to show, halfway through this year compared to halfway through last year, the, the numbers of people who are paying attention as far as, you know, on cable news, all the way down to, 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 to political websites, all, have just collapsed. People aren't paying attention like they used to. And I think because people are exhausted. They're tired. They are. They really, really are. 323-538-2423. At Chad Metzen Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Well, here it is. I promise you guys I'm going to pay it off. I keep my promises. It is the story that... I, I don't even know how to describe it. Let, let, let's let the news do it. And a man murdered on a fishing trip. And tonight, his friend is the one locked up. He was asking, I guess, where his dad was. And he said, your dad's not coming back. Now, why did they say that? That's the question. You're just like, okay, this is weird, right? So it's like, is it for money or something? It's why he said he did it. That is the story. Why? Why? Well, and I'm, I'm going to say this, guys. I do believe alcohol was involved. All right? You guys know my story. I've been a, I'm a big believer that there is something out there we can't explain, or at least at one time there was. Okay, Chad, where are you going with this? Well, you know, uh, these guys went out. Oklahoma. Let's just say Oklahoma is one of the number one states for sightings of a certain creature. He believed that Mr. Knighton... Um, had had basically tricked him into to being out there. That's when agents say Sanders, quote, discovered Jimmy intended to feed him to Sasquatch or Bigfoot. Excuse and me? that he, quote, believed Jimmy was trying to get away from him so that the Sasquatch could eat Larry. Excuse me? 
I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I have to. I, 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 wait, 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 wait. What? Yeah. Two guys go out. Again, alcohol may have played a part. I don't know. I'm not saying that. I don't want to put that out there as if that's all that played a part, but I do believe that. So two guys, they're going to go noodling, first of all. If you don't know what noodling is, that's where you fish with your hands. I Follow me. If you've never seen it, uh, it's pretty much done in, in the South. Uh, it's done other places, but that's kind of where it is. But you go down in, in the water, the muddy parts, right? And you stick your hand inside the holes there, and you look for giant catfish, big catfish. You reach in, you grab them, and you pull them on out. That's noodling. Right? So, so while they're on the trip, Jimmy... And Larry starting to get suspicious of each other because, you know, let's hear this again. That's when agents say Sanders, quote, discovered Jimmy intended to feed him to Sasquatch or Bigfoot and that he, quote, believed Jimmy was trying to get away from him so that the Sasquatch could eat Larry. Yeah, as you do, because you don't want, you know, I mean, first of all, uh, let's just Sasquatch and Bigfoot. Same, same, same person. Right. Uh, I just want to let you guys know that. (laughs) So, uh. They got into it. How one person just figured out, like, hey, I don't, like, is he talking out loud? Is he like, I think I'm going to feed Larry to Bigfoot. <laughs> like, is he talking out loud? Is that what's going on? Did he find a note? Uh, get fishing stuff. Supplies for a camping trip. Feed Larry to Bigfoot. <laughs> like, how, how did you find that out? Records say the two, quote, fought on the ground for roughly an hour. He reported striking him multiple times and then also strangling him. Jeez. And it's horrible because a guy died. But this one guy truly, like, they believed they were going to, Bigfoot was going to come eat them. Two things. If you're that worried about Bigfoot eating you, probably don't go into the woods. Any wooded area that you might see Bigfoot. Second thing, and I think this is really important, people. uh, And this is, uh, double check that your friend isn't planning something skeevy before you go out there. Just, just make sure, like, you should ask your friend, hey, you have any thoughts of what Bigfoot might eat? And if he says, well, campers like you, maybe you take a step back. 323-538-2423, at Chad Benson Show, your Twitter. Tweet at us, text the program. I Every time I hear that, I could just hear it over and over again. And it it just gets better. That's when agents say Sanders, quote, discovered Jimmy intended to feed him to Sasquatch or Bigfoot. And that he, quote, believed Jimmy was trying to get away from him so that the Sasquatch could eat Larry. That should be my ringtone. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson shows your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. A lot of good stuff to get to as we wrap up this first day of the week. Good God, it's already the first day of the week. Yeah, it is. Feels like my weekend went like that. Wrap it up straight ahead. Chad Benson show. Chad Benson Show, where we reach across the aisle and occasionally poke someone in the eye. Oh, God, swamp die. There's still a lot of life left in Thor Love and Thunder. It's topped the domestic box office for a second straight week, earning another 46 million bucks, despite a 68% drop in attendance from last week's debut. I will not live in fear. A better-than-expected $17 million third-place bow for the romantic drama where the crawdads sing. Wow, I did not see that coming. A sixth-place $6.2 million debut for the animated comedy Pause of Fury, The Legend of Hank. 
Oh, I would like to have been in a movie yesterday. I went and picked up Jack, I was telling you guys earlier. Got home, we were relaxing, and then the whole hell broke loose. Brrr. It was crazy, the weather. We've been talking about it. I, I, like, who's, who's in charge of the weather? I was sitting there talking to my wife, and I was like, it says it's supposed to be 0.1% chance of showers. If you guys just joined us, uh, grab the podcast. We had a microburst in my house last night, and it was, uh, I had been in a lot of weather in my life all over the globe, and uh, this was something that, you know, usually you're prepared for. There's a chance of microburst, there's a chance of this, nothing. We were swimming in the pool, 40 minutes later, it starts to get dark, we see one or two light, and we're like, you know what, guys, we've been here for a while, got to get some food, I got to get to bed, and within 40 minutes... All the lights are out. The are 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 we're having stuff knocked over in the backyard, flying flying through windows. It was crazy. Looking around, still asking the question: Where was my weather warning? I got a haboob warning. If you don't know what haboob is, because you don't live in in places where there's desert, it's a giant sandstorm and dust storm, and they're huge. They can be miles wide. They're crazy. They turn the skies, you know, just it looks like the skies at times. It's it could be nighttime is what it looks like. I went through a boob in Palm Springs about seven, eight years ago. And I remember uh, at the time, Jeremy, my old producer and I, we, we went outside and it was a sunny day. You know, it's like a Thursday or Friday and it's probably, I don't know, 90 degrees, 100 degrees. And the boob came and it was jet black, and it passed right by after about an hour. This last night, no, just ferocious, and the lightning even coming in today, ferocious, crazy fun though. Three two three five three eight twenty four twenty three at Chad Benson shows your Twitter, tweet at us, text the program. A lot of you are still hitting me up about that crazy story of Bigfoot and the guy. It's just nuts. It's nuts. It's crazy. It's crazy. I've told my Bigfoot story on numerous occasions here. Never one time did I think my father and my uncle were going to leave us behind so Bigfoot could eat us and or attack each other because they thought the other one thought Bigfoot was was going to eat them. By the way, Bigfoot or Sasquatch was a funny man. You know, Bigfoot or Sasquatch are going to eat you. Every time I hear that story, if you guys haven't heard, check out the podcast as well. Just insane. Where a guy... His buddy go out fishing, and then something happens, and he thinks his buddy's going to feed him to Bigfoot, and it just, it's nuts. 323-538-2423, at Chad Benson Shows, your Twitter, tweet at us, text the program. Uh, driving home, uh, or driving to get Jack yesterday, I, uh, man, I was, I'm going to go get Jack. Normally my wife, she does that for me, because she knows I drive so much during the week, and I'm like, well, I don't want to miss any of the British Open. And luckily, you know, uh, Sirius and I had my Hulu as well, so I could play everything through the car. And it was just an amazing thing. Got home and watched the highlights last night. Uh, and, you know, a lot of people want Roy McIlroy to win it. Here he is, you know, Northern Ireland, St. Andrews. That's why this one's so big this year, because it's in St. Andrews is where it was at. And couldn't get it done. Just couldn't get it done. And he, and he talked about it. Who? Who did? Cam Smith. Ozzy, the mullet, my buddy texted me last night, said, damn it, the mullet and the mustache, because he's got a little mustache, right? He's got a mullet. Uh, he won the day. I got beaten by um, by the better player this week. You know, 20 under par for, for four rounds of golf around here is, is really, really impressive playing, especially to go out and shoot 64 today to get it done. Yeah, 
came out of nowhere and just did what he did, which is he's the best putter in the world. He's the, he may be the best putter I've ever seen. I can't be too despondent because of how this year's went and how this year's going. I mean, I'm, I'm playing some of the best golf that I've played in a long time, so it's just a matter of keep you know knocking on the door and eventually one will open. The one thing about all of that, though, is, you know, Roy was the big thing this week. You know, Tiger, and he didn't make the cut, but he was. it was a big thing. And kind of like the passing of the mantle, if you will, to the to the superstar, to the next superstar. And, and when Tiger was coming over 18 and he was going over the little bridge that's so famous as St. Andrews, and uh, Roy was teeing off on one. It was Friday. And as he's walking down the thing, you know, Roy tips his cap to him and Tiger, you know, kind of bursts out in tears. But Roy's been this big, you know, he's very much about the game. Uh, he's very much about the 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 traditions and all of the stuff and the legacy. And he's pissed at all the people that are bouncing who are all leaving, going to live the live tour. And I just I don't know what's going to happen with that Saudi Arabian tour. But it's funny because our president's over there, you know, you know, doing a fist bump, as we've been joking about all day. And it, it, it's, it, you know, people ask me, how do you feel about that? Because, you know, I love golf. And I'm saying, you know what? Man's got a, a, a right to, to, to choose his path. And, uh, you know, uh, the, the these guys are using golf, but, you know, China uses all the stuff that they use. I mean, we we sit here and we judge, and the NBA is the greatest. That They're around there screaming and yelling all the time about everybody should be this and woke and all this kind of stuff, yet they continue to court the, the Chinese and the Communist Party and bow to their wills. How many of these ridiculous movie companies bow to China's will? So before we all sit here and talk about you know, uh, what person should or shouldn't do. The reality is simply this. A man has a right to choose the path. They're not doing anything illegal. And uh, they're throwing tons of money at it. And they're fine playing in the Middle East, the European tour and everything. It's For whatever reason, though, this became an issue. And what happened is somebody to take somebody else's lunch, and they don't like that. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter Tweet at us, text the program, solid fun show, as we always tend to do on these Mondays. Got you started and headed in the right direction. Miss any show, grab the podcast. Have a blessed rest of your day. We will do it again tomorrow. I promise you that, kids. I do, I do, I do. Night, night, Jack. This is the Chad Benson Show.